0: Hi all, just jumping in right at the start of this to give you a wee bit of context for the episode. Adam had sat down with his mate Stevie to speak about the Motherwell game, as he is a Motherwell fan. However, unfortunately, the audio didn't work and it corrupted, and we only realised that after. So, during the Motherwell review, Adam is often referring to what Stevie said, and unfortunately, we didn't get the audio recorded. But, the rest of the episode is totally fine. Usual episode with me and Adam, so we do hope you enjoy.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the Perth to Paisley podcast, a podcast dedicated to the team that moved 10 points clear in third spot in the Scottish Premiership, Heart of Midlothian, and joining me, Adam Kennedy, to discuss the Men in Maroons' two most recent matches is Mr Daniel McIver. How are we, McIver?
0: I'm doing very, very well. Uh, It's been a very eventful week in Heart of Midlothian world since we last spoke, so this is going to be... An interesting show with I think a lot of ups and downs both on the pitch and off the pitch.
1: Undoubtedly mate. Hartman and the Soap Opera is well and truly back. Um, if we could record lead positions of previous campaigns as well, that, w- that would be nice. Um, yeah. And it looks as though we're on track to do so after the the recent matches that have taken place in the Scottish Premiership. We are going to talk about the first of those being defeat to Celtic at Timecastle. Um, we'll go kind of around the grounds with the matches that took place last midweek so we're recording Sunday this will be released Monday Mm -hmm. last Tuesday as you're listening to this folks (laughs) St Mirren beat Aberdeen 1-0 in Paisley and of course the Wednesday matches involved our defeat to Celtic like I say uh, Ross County lost 2-1 away uh, Last Gasp lost to Dundee United at Tanadice Uh, Motherwell and Hibs played out a 0-0 draw the other 0-0 draw took place in the Tayside Derby between St Johnston and Dundee at McDermott Park, uh, and Rangers got the better of Livingston 1-0, courtesy of a fantastic goal, actually, from Scott Arfield. What did you make of the other five matches, if we include that St Mirren game, uh, beating Aberdeen on the Tuesday night, mate?
0: So I actually watched the last, well, not the last, the entirety of the second half of the St Mirren-Aberdeen game, and... What conclusions did you bad. draw from it? Aberdeen are very bad at football. It's essentially one. They just looked lifeless. St Mirren were fine. It's a great goal. It's a good goal to win it, but. It
1: again, comes from a bizarre position, though, doesn't it? And I think it's like Aberdeen's,
0: top left-hand side of the box yeah, weird. Like, I don't Aberdeen don't really
1: saying. press because I don't think they're expecting Connor Ronan to produce that, but it's a, it's a great goal. Were they winning any game? Yeah, Definitely. absolutely.
0: The Aberdeen TV commentary, by the way, is a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> it's very, very it feels like a lower league commentary setup, basically. Wow. Because in the sense is this of red
1: TV you're taking shots yes, at here.
0: Yes. In the sense of I feel like most top flight kind of in house media are quite good at just being commentators, like obviously the, the Team that I am most familiar with are, of course, Hearts TV and Robbie, um, Rob, Jimmy, Laurie, Fowler. They kind of, those four kind of operate. And I feel, particularly when it's Laurie, Rob, or Laurie and Jimmy, they're good at being unbiased for the most part. They're they're very good at just calling the game down the middle. And whatever kind of experience I've had of other top flight teams, apart from maybe Celic. And Rangers. A, a, a tendency but,
1: of bias perhaps. <laughs> yes,
0: there is this, they're, they're they're quite good generally outside those, but the Aberdeen feed. Was the most biased just shouting at the players getting annoyed, so that was some
1: laugh. That, uh, that reminds me of like Sky Sports, you know, when they did the fan cams. Yes, and it was said, like yeah. that. Yeah, it was exactly like
0: that. Um, I hope we can just relegate both St Johnston and Dundee. What I, is the point?
1: I think both could could go down. I would not be chief
0: she has gone. I don't know how long he's out for, but he's knackered me in 10 minutes. What a signing that was. Like Jesus Christ! Um, who do you think will finish bottom? Sorry, I think I think St. Johnson could finish twelfth. Do you?
1: And then Dundee, yeah. having come up through the playoffs last year, could I'll get relegated really through them. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: I I don't see either of them managing to beat the team. Any of the teams who are currently in the Championship playoffs?
1: No, probably not. It, Kelly, uh, Kelly, I think will win the league. So then it really yeah, depends on. Come on, our broth, our our broth in Inverness. That that'd be yes, yeah, that'd be great. Um,
0: As you say, great goal by Scott Arfield, but apart from that, I've not got much to say. And then the most ideal result was the fact that Motherwell and Hibbs could, could you say played. A nil draw? <laughs> it was that bad. I don't know no, if you can passed, classify it as a nil-nil yeah. draw
1: with the supposed um, possession stats. That Sean Maloney was just I was so just about to say that. Wasn't it?
0: It was a. It was an interesting post-match interview to say that uh, you've you should have taken your chances with, with all your zero shots on target.
1: Wow. I mean, uh, Sean Maloney's not daft, is he? But that comment is a weird one this is very Cathro reminiscent so don't
0: hopefully. say that don't say that just now we can speak about that next week when we've hopefully won I'm not oh, yeah, making okay. any negative comments uh, about him r- I'm
1: right just here, saying right now, how it is so you're not going to slate him for being unable to ride the Pepsi Max no I'm
0: not he, he might be vertically challenged <laughs> he's always been
1: a great coach
0: <laughs> I think he's a really nice guy I think he comes across as a lovely guy but the thing is I also felt that about Cathro I was like they're both lovely guys who I don't really have anything negative to say about Sean apart from the fact he is his manager but I'm like there's no good history of no. just nice guys doing well no. in the top flight of Scotland
1: no that's fair and, and hopefully that can continue um, upon the night of well I say the night of release upon tomorrow night on the yes. night of the lease. Um, yes. Heading into the big one, of course. But another big clash was Hart and Midlothian taking on Celtic at Tynecastle Park. And on the day of the Jambos going toe-to-toe with the hoops at tiny Hart's unveiled the signing of Ellis Sims, Who it's it really annoying me because every time I'm typing him up, I want to call him Elliot Sims, and I've no idea why. I don't know who Elliot Sims is, so, Ellis, I really do apologise. Um, and he has swapped uh, Liverpool uh, in coming down from Everton, joining my Congolese king, Benny Beningame, and the rest of the Heart squad uh, signing on loan from the Toffees until the end of the season. Maciver, this story really appeared out of the blue. Um, I have never heard of the geezer, in all honesty. Um, we'll talk about, obviously, his, his debut two matches to come but upon this signing, were you just relieved that it was a striker of sorts through the door? What, what were your thoughts?
0: Yeah, basically I was like, oh my God, it's a player that we're being linked with. I think everyone in the last week has said that we're delighted from like a business and club standpoint that I think we were linked with Ellis Sims at 11 o'clock the night before the Celtic game and then by like three hours before kickoff he was announced. Lovely. That's great from a club standpoint business transfer point of view but it's really boring from a oh, fan's perspective I knew you
1: were gonna say that <laughs> but no i'm, I'm, I'm no i'm fine this, with it this yeah under the radar business keep, especially
0: keep because of who will get onto it in a wee bit yes. it makes it even more exciting when there is a signing because you're not because what often happens is when you get linked with somebody for ages that initial excitement kind of dies down because you're just like Right, hurry up, come in eventually Yeah, it's a case sing.
1: of, like, it's going to happen, just let it happen.
0: Yeah, whereas with Joe Savage, it's like, we're being linked to somebody, oh my God, they're here. And you can't
1: you can't lose that excitement. <laughs> Minus that first step. It's a case of, oh, who the hell is this? Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, he's,
0: he's very highly rated. He just signed a new three-year deal with Everton, made his debut at Stamford Bridge a month ago or something like that against Chelsea. Um, Everton fans seem very, very high on them, they actually think he should have been playing more this season and are a wee bit annoyed that he's went out on loan but...
1: Everton fans have been brilliant with us ever since the, the Benny catch know, as well with our well wishes so yeah, developing a, a real soft spot for the Toffees so uh, I know a few
0: Hearts fans who are
1: also Everton fans as well. Robert Borthwick I think is the only one I know. Uh, and
0: then my dad's mate's also a Hearts and Everton fan I as well
1: in interesting. A Gary Naismith Derby if you will, Yes exactly, <laughs> yes um, but there was a place for the new man on the bench Robbie would name just two changes to the Hearts team that comfortably progressed in the Scottish Cup fourth round after the 5-0 win over Auchin Lake Talbot um, one of which was John, uh, John Suter recovering from his ankle injury <laughs> replacing Nathaniel Atkinson uh, and the other being Josh Janelli returning to the starting 11 uh, in place of Andy Halliday despite his heroics in Ayrshire um <laughs> so yeah the, Mar- the men in maroon lined up as follows craig gordon and goal at the back three we've been so used to seeing of john Suter, craig halkett and stephen kingsley well
0: no it wasn't and this is where the problems start it wasn't a
1: back three it was a back four okay well i was gonna th- I-, I thought it was <laughs> like a a, a mishap in personnel i was thinking I'm fairly certain I saw those names <laughs> <laughs> no yeah you're right <laughs> I, was like, I was like Taylor Moore only came in at the weekend <laughs> no
0: it's not been that long that you just can't remember who it is I just feel it's like, a, like, a, like memory loss or something yeah, here. <laughs> exactly watching that game that was a back four that was not a back three
1: well joining those three the defenders <laughs> the defenders and <in> whatever <laughs> it was, it was one of are. Michael Smith or Alex Cochran make your mind up as to who <laughs> um, Peter Hanning and Cammie Devlin continued in the middle of the park and then of course was or at least I thought it was Barry Mackay and Josh Janelli uh, supporting Liam Boyce up front McIver you've stolen my thunder here what did you make of the 11 the defenders if you will
0: so I made it a 4-2-3-1 with Kingsley left back Smith right back Suter and Halkett and Cochran at left wing for some fucking reason and Gino and Barry McIver kind of interspersing behind Boyce as a rotation right. the, the reason I think that is because Cochrane was completely if he was playing left wing back he had the worst game of guy. his life. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> like no surprise to see him dropped on Saturday as well come to then. Yeah,
0: like he can't have of he was bad, but he can't have been that bad. He can't have been that out of position consistently and Kingsley was constantly pushing out wide but there was a flatness it wasn't the kind of when Suter or Moore or someone who we're going to speak about in a minute. Or Kingsley get it, and they push out from Halkett, and it's like, oh, okay, they're moving forward, the centre-halves, and then the wing-backs push forward. It was like, no, Kingsley's getting it as a full-back. He's not pushing forward. He's he's maybe driving into a slight space directly in front of him, but then pulling it off, and he's not overlapping.
1: I'm uh... I'm quite surprised to hear this this Alex Cochrane slander from probably his biggest fan.
0: Probably, but I just feel I, I say this because it's not his fault. He's not a left winger. No. Like why is he being played left wing?
1: So for you it was a four, two, three, one then?
0: I think for at least large parts of that game it was a four two three one and I couldn't understand it. The okay. team see in terms of selection, no problems with it.
1: No. If that was our usual... You read thing, that 11 names and you were thinking, yeah, that's fine. That's
0: you almost couldn't name a stronger starting 11. No. There's there's maybe, you could argue, is Gino included uh, Woodburn, GMS? That's kind of the one position that you could argue, well, one of those three could Just make an argument to rotate. Week, that's, that's the yeah. problem
1: position, isn't it, really?
0: Exactly. But everybody else, you go, yeah, that's the first team. So selection, I was fine. And reading it, I was like, this is the usual. That's no problem at all. And as soon as the game started, I was like, we seem to have adapted to them, which is something Nielsen only does against the old firm, and
1: I don't understand why. Well, it's funny you say that, because 30 minutes, or I was going to say 30 minutes, 30 seconds in... (laughs) Barry McKay takes a central position, so now you've got me wondering was like was I was I just blinded by drink here? Like, yeah. what, what, I what, had what,
0: the advantage of being sober so could kind of look at this objectively.
1: Oh, I, I, th- I think the past few seasons have taught me that I just cannot watch Heart Sober and I will lose my <laughs> temper more so than when I do when I'm drunk but um, Barry McKay did curl one over just over the bar and um, and Joe Hart was scrambling a little bit after 30 seconds, but other than that, I think you're spot on. I thought, for that, for the most part in that first half, we were, I don't want to say negative, but it seemed to really pass us by. And I don't know hmm. whether Celtic were really good, whether we were poor, whether it was a little bit of both, or they were only good because we were poor. I, I don't know. I think, if I'm being totally honest my first half highlight was probably the tribute paid to Devin Gordon. And yeah. this is where I want to take, obviously, a little time away from the action Um because we've, we've said last week just how imperative it is that it is okay to not be okay. Um If you are struggling, again, from my own personal experience, I cannot encourage it enough to go out, get the sufficient help that you require um, and things... Things do get better, I, I, I promise you. I can assure you that. I'm assuming yeah, that you echo those thoughts entirely, McIver.
0: Absolutely, the 13th minute applause was amazing. Fair play to John Beaton for kind of stopping the game and just being like, "Listen, we'll take this moment." I said this on Twitter, but I, I obviously set up the back of the newsstand on the opposite end to you, so directly in front of me was Jota and Smith. And Jota was clearly a bit confused about what was going on, so he immediately ran over to Smith, who he clearly asked, What is happening? And Smith told him. And Jota immediately started clapping and then turned to the immediate Celtic players behind him and kind of was just like, Start clapping. Um, so it's incredible. A great touch. From, yeah, definitely incredible from all. 22 players, every fan in the ground, Celtic fans were fantastic at it. Um, yeah, it was it was brilliant and easily the most impar- important part of that game. We're, we're obviously going to speak about negative things from a footballing perspective, but easily the biggest positive and the most important thing from that night was absolutely
1: that applause. And a massive thank you to all the players for getting involved. Both sets of fans, outstanding. Great, great, great gesture. Um, you mentioned Jota briefly there. He... He's Michael, so good, Adam. He, he, he He's had, so good. He had Michael Smith doing the Canadian barn dance, didn't he? <sighs> really. I mean, there was a That's couple of chances where he sort of cuts inside, unleashes a few towards Gordon, kind of far post, near post. Um, but they seem to be getting a lot of joy down that left-hand side. And this is what sort of made made me think as though it was a three at the back. Because I think when you do play against a three at the back... It's easy for a front three that Celtic play to essentially go out wide and try and create more space in the middle for, in this case, Giacomacchus to, to roam. Um, and I just felt... I don't think James Forrest had a particularly great game. He had one chance where he cuts inside and sends a pretty tame effort down Gordon's throat. But Jota, on the other hand, I thought was getting far too much space to roam. And... Um, And I'll be astounded if Celtic don't pay the £6 because it's nothing to them really and I think they'll make an easy profit in a year or two on the guy. I think he's far too good for for this league, definitely.
0: I think from a pure footballing perspective he's the best player in this league. I I think he's excellent. Joe Rebo is the only other player who's kind of up there but I just think his his performance has been amazing and Joe Rebo is probably player of the season so far. But, in terms of just base footballing ability, I think Jota is just amazing. I understand what you mean about you think it was three at the back. I just think it was Smith was constantly getting dragged out of position because he was like I need, I can't be tight on him because he's just got to get a run on me. But even then, he was still able to get a run on him. Smith, and this is the thing. I know some people are like oh, Smith had a terrible game for the time he was on. I will say, he's 32 now. He was never fast to begin with. And he's got a knack of back that keeps 33, 33. And he's got a knackered back that keeps spasming right so to suddenly be like oh my god Jota's running at me it reminded me of Scott Sinclair in oh, the 2019 oh. uh, League Cup semi-final at Murrayfield oh Jesus where Scott Sinclair just went I'm having you to Smith <laughs> and Smith could not deal with him at all but Jota's just amazing at, obviously we'll say that now that like Smith came off because of his back, and Atkinson came on. Atkinson athletically managed to maintain and keep up with Jota, but technically he, he was still like, I just don't
1: know what to he do. Was still, he was still found wanting a little bit, and it's funny yeah. that you say that because it's it's from his slack pass that Celtic intercept and do take the lead. near Beaton intercepts, gives it to Rio Hatate, who unleashes one from range... There's a lot of controversy surrounding this goal, and I don't mean in terms of the actual play. I think it's more people's stance on Craig Gordon when they see this goal, because obviously you've touched on the fact that we sit opposite ends of the main stand. I'm looking back toward the Gorgie end, and I thought it was a great strike, first and foremost. I'm You know, I'm section end, row 34, get a cracking view of it, and I thought it was a superb strike. But then I see talk that Craig Gordon should perhaps do better um, but I think the main frustration for me is that whilst we had that chance th- through Barry Mackay less than a minute in we're 1-0 down and we haven't really laid a glove on them yet
0: well I'm section R row 35 and I felt that the strike was amazing as well I just thought I thought Atkinson's pass was the stupidest decision he could have made I was furious with him there because either he, he was getting swarmed by four players, go down and you might win something. Chances, or, but I'm yeah, with you. Or trap it and look for options beh- in any just other a nice position.
1: Little pass into Kami yeah. or whatever.
0: Any yeah. other area than just the open
1: expanse of the middle of the park. It's an ambitious ball to say the least, isn't it? Yeah. Like the one that he's trying to play, and, and then I we're thought, punished for it.
0: I thought he was stupid. Um, as I say, I thought it was just an amazing hit, and then at halftime you start to hear rumours that, oh, apparently Gordon could have done much better. I think that's very poor from Gordon. Gordon Dude. should be saving that. It goes completely through his hands. And that, listen, Hearts though said it on Twitter, and it's true. Gordon shits himself whenever he plays Celtic. Wow. He get he get he lets the occasion get in his head a bit. He still kept us in that game and the fact it was so tight was because of him. I still think he had like a 6 out of 10 game. I don't think he had a bad game or anything like that because he still made some incredible saves but his his which is quite usually bad distribution <laughs> was notably even worse playing against Celtic and I just think I don't know what he's doing. Like He doesn't he normally Gordon normally dives one handed. You notice that he normally goes with his right arm or his left arm. He goes with both and just creates this little window. But and I know miraculously
1: finds we hit that. Yeah, I know there's it kind of knuckleballs a bit. Like there is movement. There's certainly some swerve and dip on it and it is travelling a heck of a speed. I still think he should save it though. That, that was fine. I, I was just intrigued to get your thoughts. That's all. Um, what do you think? I'm inclined to agree because it you're right, and he seems to go with his strongest hand. I, I don't know. I like I say. I just thought it was, it was rapid. By, Take by nothing away the, from the, the hit. It's, it's a, a great superb hit. strike. But I, I, do you know? I think Celtic fans have been waiting on that mistake since August because mm-hmm. he's I, he's undoubtedly been the best goalkeeper in the league this season. Yeah like the stats Definitely. say it he's been phenomenal for us since he since he re-signed for the club maybe there maybe there is some kind of Celtic hoodoo within him but I, I just think that's the case with, with Robbie as well because that first half we didn't really create anything and it, it so reminded me of the Covid Cup final where it could have ended up any score at half time and in the second half we take it upon ourselves to create a contest
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is fair. really
1: annoying because obviously they double their advantage heading into half-time. The goal scorer Hatate picks up in acres of space. Matt O'Reilly has all the time in the world. Centres for Georges Yakimakis. Fantastic finish. Take nothing away from it. Hints of offside. I'll ask for your opinion on that. <laughs> but it did get from bad to worse just as we're trying to clear our lines on a couple separate occasions. And again... Like, if Alex Cochran's meant to be playing left-back slash left-wing-back, how on earth does Matt O'Reilly have such space on the right-hand side to then pick the pass, albeit phenomenal back-heel finish, take nothing away from the finish, great goal. But then, 2-0 down, and we've got a mountain to climb, McIver.
0: Yeah, I think this was the goal that made me go, there is no way Cochran is left-wing-back here. (laughs) He has to be in that kind of left-hand side. Of he the was up for the Roseburn, wasn't he? I know. I don't know what was going on. But, listen, it's offside, but it's less offside than our goal. Yeah. So, I don't think we can really complain about yeah. it. It's one of those that's really tight, that you, I can understand why it was given as a goal. Um, And again,
1: like I say, we we carved nothing out. Like Yeah. Uh, the, uh, all sort of... I don't want to say expectation but all kind of promise within the 90 minutes you know when hearts are up for it we can take the game to anyone but Celtic didn't even give us the opportunity to do that early doors
0: this is the thing to beat the old firm three things have to happen you need to be excellent they need to be bad and you need to be lucky if all three of those things happen you'll win if even one of those things don't you're not going to win you're not going to get a result. I I understand where people are like, for God's sake, look at that second half performance and look at the second half performance in the COVID Cup final. But Why it's easy is it
1: then because they think the game is done.
0: Part of it is that, right? Where it's like, they've got a 2-0 cushion and I know you could make the argument, well, the COVID Cup final in this game, two different managers, two different set of players. So look, we are clearly shown something and I get that. But as you said, Part of it is because they're like, right, 2-0, we don't need to be as intense. But secondly, just to be blunt, you unless you're Rangers against Celtic, or unless you're Celtic against Rangers, you can't push an old firm team for 90 minutes. You can't do what we did in the second half for a full 90, because our players aren't good enough to do it. I don't mean hearts. I mean every other club in Scotland doesn't have the capabilities to be pressing a Celtic team or a Rangers team who are on form, say if they're having a bad game, like they did in the 4-0 that we just battered them first whistle to the end whistle. That was because we played very well and they were very, very bad on that day as well. So, I absolutely agree. I don't understand. For me, it's the bigger problem is the change of shape. I don't know why we changed that shape. At 4-2-3-1 with this squad doesn't work. It worked kinda last season and I think Nielsen kind of played four-two-three-one out of necessity because he was like, "Listen, it's solid. It's got a spine, and we should,
1: in the championship, be able to do anything." And with that focal point in attack, William Boyce, it, it then really like we had to have five in there to try and provide for him in some stage.
0: Absolutely, but now it's like, look, this three-four-three three, or three-five-two, as we played in the game that we're we'll going to speak about soon, it it clearly works, and I get it as you were saying going up against Jota at a three, that might have been even worse. We might be sitting here, getting beat 5-0 going, why didn't he change the shape to match? <laughs> like some of that. So he's kind of damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. But we just have to look at it and what we saw. And what we saw was a team that didn't look like they knew really what they were doing and were at complete sixes and sevens for the majority of that first half.
1: No, I I, I can't disagree. My, my only concern is sort of, our mentality heading into the game. Because for me, at Timecastle, we should feel as though we've got the right to compete with anybody and probably get the better of anybody on our day. If things if things go swimmingly, of course, I'm not saying that, you know, we have to beat the old firm in every home match. But I'd like to think that we've got a decent enough chance to win most. And it just—I
0: just... think most is even pushing it. I think most is pushing it. I think we'll get an occasional one. I'm not saying that to write them off. I'm not being like, so therefore, don't care. That's not what I'm saying. I just mean from a practical standpoint. I said after the game, results against the Old Firm don't define our season, despite a lot of fans thinking they should. They don't,
1: and we're taking a point at the game of, probably. of course, absolutely. One hundred percent. If you'd said So so don't at any so don't sport, get beat in other words. And yes. maybe that's maybe we're just thinking or we're, how am I best putting this? That we are looking to not get beat rather than going to try and win the game. Yeah, that's I think that's
0: and I think that's not a bad idea, generally. I think that if we keep it If we keep it, it
1: tight and in the latter stages when we've got nothing to lose, then yeah. by all means go for it. But it's hard.
0: It's, it's hard. I don't envy them. Like, old film games are so different to every other game in the country because there is an expectation. We could just get absolutely battered here regardless what we do.
1: But do you not think there's also a slight optimism that at Tinecastle Castle anything can happen? I always Definitely.
0: Absolutely. But the kind of realism part of my brain is going you just As think I say, all the stars have
1: to align basically
0: those three things need to happen and if one of them doesn't then I never expect us to win If, if after 10 minutes I'm like we aren't on this I'm like right we're not going to win because we need to be great or if it's like oh we're playing really well but they're also playing quite well it's like right we're probably not going to win this and it's like oh we're playing quite well they only playing very well but then we don't get the decisions it's like we've no got the luck here we are no go to win somebody said it was like if Boyce had scored that penalty it wouldn't have mattered because they would have got
1: a 93rd minute dodgy free kick that would have scored it was one of their games but I, I kind of feel had Boyce scored the penalty we we'd then yeah, be yeah full yeah, of confidence could, could, and, yeah. could then go on and claim a winner so yeah. but that, that is the big frustration for me I mean I was going to kind of touch on second half chances, but there's no there's no real point. Our goal is offside. Yeah. There's there's no there's no denying it. Um, Barry McKay slips in the offside. Liam Boyce after I think it's Atkinson sort of sends a long diagonal in search of GMS, doesn't he? And then play goes on. There's a potential foul that's waved away, and like I say, Barry McKay picks up edge of the box, slips in Boyce slots it under Joe Hart great okay yes it's offside but we'll take those all day <laughs> I mean do not care furahashi's at parkhead mm-hmm. I'd still be raging about was was offside don't care um and even their second on the night but hey um but again like you, you just oh. we then have the chance to full level right with the pen and oh, like You've mentioned all these three things. We cannot. No luck. I'm telling you. But but you can't give Celtic a two goal head start, miss a pen. Yeah. And then. It's not even. Like, we can't then be adamant that we should have taken anything from the game because we've made it trickier for ourselves than need be.
0: Yeah.
1: (sighs) This club are going to be the death of me sometimes. It's a great. This is the thing, right?
0: It's a great penalty. Is literally, but is an it an inch? I think it is. I think it's a great he penalty. does score. It... No, but if that goes in, it's like the perfect penalty. And but it's this ifs is and buts. I know, but we're it's over an inch. I can't what like you mean. it's
1: literally an inch. <laughs> I can't what you mean, it's very nearly in the perfect position. Yeah, exactly. But it's not. <laughs>
0: I d- listen. I know. There's all this talk about. Taking boys off penalties? I don't know. I was asking about is. that. What
1: what what's your thoughts? Because I that's, don't know. I think it's five from eight. Was the stat I read that he scored? Okay, that's over half. And in fairness, he did score the rebound from one of the three that he missed against I United. Wouldn't, I wouldn't but take him off. I would keep him on pens. Because I was thinking about it. who who else realistically in the squad would it give them to, and I thought. Sure. I thought Stephen Kingsley's our best striker of the ball, but I know that your old man would be fizzing because 'cause he'd just have flashbacks <laughs> of hand in yeah, the top final. I was about to say
0: awful for you to suggest yeah, So I was that. like
1: Graham will not be happy if I mention that to the pod, so sorry Graham. No. Um I don't know.
0: Suitor or fuck it, give Sims a go. See what he's like.
1: Devlin and Benny. Yet to get off the mark. No. The, this is the, Actually, the golden we'll chance. Speak-
0: We'll speak about it in the second game, but I think they're both allergic to shooting. I think they physically can't do it. So that would be a disaster uh-huh. they'd pass it backwards. Obviously, they'd run up trapping behind them.
1: There is some kinda pull the trigger phobia that hearts yeah. have. Um But you mentioned Ellis the Sims there. He then nods over the bar after a lovely Stephen Kingsley delivery. Obviously came on for the the absent Josh Gennelli. At halftime, um, I mean, it's all right. It's all right doing it against St Johnston Josh, but again, this is where my criticism comes. Like that yeah, is
0: exactly what I said like, at halftime when they got brought off. It like word for word. That's what do I. Do you said. know what I mean?
1: Like it, it, it can look outstanding against one of the other eleven teams that were competing within this league. Yeah, it's like I, I appreciate you looking outstanding in that against that one, but. <laughs> Come on, we, like, we've had enough We have had enough of these sorts of jokers in the past few years.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but anyway, Ellis Sims came on from, looked a real handful, didn't he, the big man? I, I, I love was, him. I was very impressed with his debut, and obviously we'll get on to chatting about the Motherwell match in a bit, but from what I saw on the Wednesday night, I, I was very encouraged.
0: Oh, I love him. I love him already. I'm fully head over heels. He's, Barnett's
1: tremendous as well. The He's Barnett got a class beard. hair. Class beard. He's a, he just the big man.
0: He just is what you want from that. Ki- no, I did. He's what Paul
1: McCallum was, should have been.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> Paul McCallum didn't have that good hair or beard. Paul McCallum was a skinhead with, and that ne- was Paul McCallum's problem.
1: Maybe, maybe had he had, a, had a better <laughs> barnet and yeah. some sufficient facial
0: hair, he might have bagged a couple. I think right. He's very similar to Washington. Which is a weird comparison, it's I know. very
1: right? weird comparison. They're not even but, similar players.
0: No, I think they are. This is See? the thing. Because Nielsen said it. Nielsen was like, people look at him and assume, that's a big target, man. When in actuality, he likes running in behind and, and holding the ball a up. Bit. Yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. think he's like Washington. Again, I'll explain this more in the Motherwell game because that's where I realised that's who he, I think he is. But he just was everything stuck to him I know I've just said he's like Washington but everything did stuck to him his hold-up play was great
1: he's um, better than Connor Washington
0: I mean technically I mean so far yes he is <laughs> so far yes so, I would have loved Washington in this team though by the way I would have fucking loved Connor Washington in this team
1: and we could have done with somebody great. else last
0: season but thanks for that Connor yeah it's fine he's doing well at Charlton I guess Um, yeah Ellis Sims he's come in so far so good very
1: impressed Definitely, and I think look the the introduction of the two Toffees changed that game for me, or former Toffees I should say, because yeah. how good is it to have Benny give giving back? My Congolese king has returned and do you know in that, in that Celtic game I was thinking it must be tricky enough for a professional footballer to come on at 2-0 down anyway I think Celtic aren't quite at that same level, so Perhaps Benny just came on and looked outstanding against a leggy Celtic midfield, mm-hmm. but I really did think when he came on, he was by far and away our best player. I, I love him so much. I'm going to be heartbroken when he leaves because it's just he inevitable. He probably so was good,
0: and it's the biggest compliment you can give. Considering they only got like half an hour, he exactly. probably was our best. He probably was our best player. I still have issues his lack of wanting to pass a ball forward. Like, he can... And I think that frustration comes from the fact that he can do it. The few times that he's done it, they've all been like pinpoint passes. Yeah. It's like, Benny... Do that! Like, do it more than once (laughs) in a game.
1: Isn't it amazing how last week we were telling Josh Ellie, or the week before, to do the simple things, and now we're saying, Benny, you do the simple things so well, let's be a little bit more ambitious. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, come on, (laughs) (laughs) Benny! But it is
0: kind of like, like, just move it a bit quicker. However... He's he's
1: such a tidy, tidy footballer.
0: I just can't remember times where he's actually lost the ball when he's been in control of it.
1: Oh, he's so good I love him honestly he's, very good. he's been he's been my favourite player in a in a good wee while absolutely adore him and it was great to have him back but ultimately it's just it's a little bit too little too late we gave ourselves too much of a mission and my final point actually before we move on Celtic Football Club we've praised the fans we've praised Jota we have praised their attitude generally towards the whole Devin Gordon malarkey, see their on-pitch conduct. My goodness gracious me. Is this the cramp situation? Getting a stretcher for cramp. Jota's hamstring at Parkhead was bad enough the last time, and play got stopped. A, a stretcher for cramp? I've never seen time-wasting like that in my Well, life. see,
0: for those who didn't watch the game, he didn't end up using the stretcher. No! The stretcher was called... <laughs>
1: It was cold for a, like a, a millisecond. Yeah, it was cold. And then all of a sudden he miraculously gets back up. I can't even remember who it was. I want to say it was Jota, was it but I don't know I who I thought it was that new signing. It might have been Matt O'Reilly. I thought it was Matt who O'Reilly. Who was excellent, but you're a scumbag. <laughs> honestly how how did near beaton stay on the park as well can I add oh that was unbelievable like how many handballs do you want the one in the box that obviously is our penalty he and O'Reilly both handle it there but did you see the one down by the wheat field
0: oh it's insane it's absolutely
1: mental how can you not see that yeah it's bizarre it's It's absolutely bizarre but hey, I mean, incompetence from Scottish officials, it wouldn't be an episode of Perth to Paisley without us mourning about it, but let's, exactly. let's put the Celtic game firmly behind us I'm trying to be positive it's only our second home defeat of the season we've got more meaningful matches to come, one of which was played at the weekend, and we'll get on to, to chatting about that and let's get stuck into it, because at the weekend Hearts did take on Motherwell, Robbie Nielsen made six changes uh, with the Edinburgh Derby <laughs> obviously now at the forefront of his mind, my mind, your mind. Everybody that's listening to this is mind. Um, And look, there were a couple of enforced changes in the defence. Taylor Moore came in for Craig Halkett, which would have been a big concern of yours for a fact. Um, Within that back three, Nathaniel Atkinson and Andy Halliday replaced the injured Michael Smith and Alex Cochran, who dropped onto the bench. My Congolese King was back in amongst the starting 11, replacing Big Pete to join Cammy Devlin in the middle of the park uh, and GMS supported Liam Boyce and the incoming Ellis Sims who we touched on briefly uh, making his first start for Hearts uh, outdropped Barry Mackay and Josh Janelli what did you make of that 11 mate when you when you first saw the team
0: uh, I, I can't remember my exact reaction but it was something like what's going on <laughs> like we knew that Halkett and Smith were going to be missing Nielsen confirmed that during the week I was like, okay. But then the team came out and I would I wanted us to play a 3-5-2. At halftime in the settle game, I was like, we should change the 3-5-2 here, get Sims on, and we're sorted. We then did that, funnily enough, in the second half of the settle game, in as much as we got Sims on, I wouldn't say we changed the 3-5-2, but I was thinking, look, play a 3-5-2. And he did that. But I would have had Mackay in behind instead of GMS. I would have had Cochrane out wide left, wing back instead of Halliday. And I would have had the returning, the returning hero that is Toby Sibic. So before we go into the game, let's speak about this. Because this is a big one for our podcast, weirdly. And why is that? Well, because I think it was during the summer we were thinking about Suter might be leaving... Pepescu and Berra are here. We need centre-half cover. Also, Harring, it was debated about whether or not he'll be playing. We didn't have Devlin. We didn't have Benny. Who could play in the middle of the park? And I, throughout the summer, kept, kind of as a hope, alongside the Jimmy Dunn shouts, was like, let's get Toby Simic back. And you, routinely, said, he had one good game against Rangers, everybody's too hyped to it, and you need to calm down. And I was saying, I know we're not going to get him, because I thought, financially, we wouldn't be able to. I didn't know his contract. Situation at Barnsley so I was like listen it's not going to happen and then the the day before the game um, I was recording with my other podcast venture with a terrace and I finish and I checked Twitter and suddenly we signed Toby Civic to a three and a half year deal and I don't know what's going on
1: I was I, as I was, oh, was going to say bemused. that's not the right word I was as surprised uh, as you discovering all this information when hearts posted the twirly with an unknown player at the bottom of it I was thinking this is oh, what I mean this is when it's second. class
0: yeah. this is when the savage keeping it quiet is class love because it. you can just get a random signing at absolutely that point
1: absolutely love it keep doing this because like I was going to say we shouldn't allow these journals to have like their hands <laughs> on such a story he says as an aspiring sports journalist but <laughs> from a fan's perspective I love seeing that man. Keep it under wraps, definitely. Yeah. I'm all for it um, because it was a great surprise. Come Friday night, everybody was joyant, uh, buoyant. They were in a fantastic mood, full of joy ahead of a massive match against Motherwell, and it really came from outer space from from totally yeah. out, out of nowhere.
0: It was mental. I'm I'm so happy. <laughs> like I love Toby Civic purely for that. Like seventy-eight minutes he played across the Rangers and St Johnstone games, right?
1: I, I was going to say, what is the grand total of minutes? Because that—that that was my only complaint. Like the timeline, I was just scrolling down it, and everybody's just—it's—it's it's as though like we've discovered fire. Like it's unbelievable. <laughs> everybody's delighted, and I'm just like I'm sat there thinking, it was fantastic against Rangers. Don't get me wrong, decent against. St Johnston, I believe, at McDermott was his other yes. appearance, right?
0: The three-all game.
1: It's two games.
0: Now it's three, now and it's... he was fucking man of the match uh, uh, on fair, that
1: game. Uh, to be fair, I hold my hands up because he was Beckenbauer <laughs> when he came yes. on. But if we talk about the first half, Stevie, I thought, was right in that Kevin Van Veen had the first major chance, the one that I referenced when he looks to bend it into the bottom corner past Craig Gordon doesn't really do so i think hearts then were struggling really to carve anything out the, the wing backs were sort of combining the backup wing backs, if you will um atkinson crossing for halliday who sort of heads into liam kelly's hands that was a pretty routine save and then there's a chance where ellis sims gets played through but he's on the left hand side and he's just He doesn't know what's going on. He's caught in two minds. Yeah, he is, fully. Because he looks the kind of square. Does he round Kelly? He just gets totally muddled up in the end, doesn't he? Yeah, I was gutted for him because I was like,
0: that's your chance, like, this is it. And that's where I feel, earlier I said, I kind of feel he's like Connor Washington. It's that movement and the movement for the eventual goal that he gets. It's dragging defenders out of position... And then just immediately spinning on them and getting in behind, I thought that moment was like, "This is it, you've got it." And he just was a bit, oh, I don't know where they chip him, I don't know where they go round him, I don't know where they hit it, and he eventually just overran the ball. But I felt it was the most uneventful half of football we've had at Tynecastle this season.
1: It was very poor, but it wasn't to remain goalless as. Nathaniel my best At- mate <laughs> Nathaniel Atkinson wins it high up the park again finds Liam Boyce who slips Ellis Sims in he then looks to kind of back heel but it's intercepted Boyce wins it back once again Cami Devlin then picks out Andy Halliday up from left wing back your mate yep. what a fine finish a gorgeous finish Stevie's right in this defensive suicide as far as Motherwell concerned but yeah. you know the just, what a fine finish that we've been able to punish them
0: it's one of the finishes it reminds me of Kingsley against Dundee, first game of the season I think, yeah, last season sorry, I think a lot of times if you hit that, maybe 8 times out of 10 that goes flying over the bar and it's like, why didn't you take a touch what are you doing, but the times where the, you can just hit it so sweetly like Kingsley did in their first game of the championship season and like Halliday did there, it is it's a really like aesthetically pleasing goal yeah because it's just in one movement and it's a great thing. just
1: it and the way that it just trickles around the net yeah. can it. I say this right
0: and this is going to be it's going to be like we're in the phantom zone here because I don't think Cammy Devlin was very good on Saturday and I thought Halliday was amazing <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness gracious me! <laughs> what is going on? Is this so, like a, have you got some like Derby Day fever here? What what are you coming down know. with?
0: We're in we're in both the Phantom and the Twilight Zone here. But a lot of people were praising Devlin's performance on Saturday. Obviously, he's heavily influential in both goals. So for his performance, I'd give him an extra two points for that. Can I say? But a, I felt I'd give him a five.
1: I thought he was better at the weekend and he was against Celtic
0: so do I I agree with that I thought he was pro- one of the worst players in the park against Celtic but
1: oh my goodness gracious me what is going
0: on a, I thought he's had a bad week right he's not a good week so I'd give him a 7 oh we forgotten
1: ten. if you're outstanding at Easter Road don't oh, you I couldn't give <laughs> a fuck if he
0: never does anything again if he's outstanding on Tuesday I would give him a 7 out of 10 but 2 extra points for the involvement in both goals his general performance, I would have given like a five. I thought he was really lax in possession. But then everybody was like, he was amazing. And I'm not going to complain about that because I love him. But I just felt <laughs> he wasn't great. Like, I don't think he was awful or anything. Because no, I don't think anybody was awful in that game. I just didn't think he was that great. And then Halliday was brilliant. Like, he was so good. I mean, it was like we War
1: back at Beachwood.
0: Yeah, what's going on?
1: don't know it's, it has to be because his deal's expiring at the end of the season I think a large part of it is shit. that and yeah. you get the finger out here if I want an extra year at Hearts or whatever I
0: think he's going to get given it do you yeah
1: and you think I... Big Pete won't yeah oh you I'm... are going to be spewing <laughs> oh my goodness get the popcorn out for that folks when it inevitably arrives listen I want to say this
0: because i got a lot of mentions on Saturday after how they played very well right Keep F that Halliday. going as well. If <laughs> Halliday halves his wages, I'm fine to keep him on for a year. Okay. Only if he takes wages that is in line with a squad player. Yes. That's, not, that's the concern, isn't not it? Not if he keeps the same level of wages the because we could get three, two four Andy Hallidys for weight. that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. That, that, that's fine. I I'm, Listen, I'm being that. nice. I, I, I'm getting... Hey, this I, is the I've thing. i put this forward last week and you were shooting me down for it.
0: I know, but this is the thing. I'm being nice to everybody because it's the derby on Tuesday. So it's positive reinforcement. <laughs> and I'm, then I'm not going to criticise any of them. Come yeah. Wednesday
1: morning. <laughs> I won't criticise any Have a look at Twitter and McIver's going through the entire 11. Yes, exactly. Oh, fantastic. Um, look... You've referenced your mate. His goal was the only difference in that first half. And then another one of your pals was getting right on my tits come the start of the second half because Gary Mackay Stephen is presented with a glorious, a golden opportunity to put hearts two to the good. Andy Halliday and Stephen Kingsley are again exchanging passes before my Congolese King does what he does, gets on the ball, lovely pass out wide. Um then it's Atkinson helps it on to Devlin and GMS man scuffs his lines at the edge of the box. And this this is the thing. I saw a lot of praise for Andy Halliday's performance, quite rightly. I then see praise for Gary Mackay-Stevens' performance on Saturday. And I'm starting to wonder, what do some of our fans see? Because, I look, I know what you're going to say. And yes, I did advocate the signing at the time. That's I'm not giving, what I was going to say. I uh, wasn't going to say that. I've, well, I've given him plenty of chances to prove me wrong how many times is the ball like shelled up to him and I see him duck and not even look as though he's interested in winning like a header or whatever I thought on Saturday he was rotten and considering he's meant to be the tip of that diamond or quintet in midfield to ultimately provide for the front two I I don't think I saw that once I saw that more from Cammy Devlin and he's meant to be further behind him so can somebody explain that to me because I don't get it
0: this is officially going go down to the weirdest episode of this podcast. I thought he was fine. What
1: is happening here? <laughs> has somebody got, like, a camera set up in my room? This has to be a prank. <laughs> fine with what?
0: I don't think he did anything good, but I don't think he did anything awful like he usually does. I will still say this, right? He has to, I'll score. Still say he this. Has
1: to score that chance. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. It's an awful mess, but... He but it's not his nothing. worst one it's no it's not his worst no the fucking chance where he missed for a yard no, is the worst that's,
1: that's my point all like, oh, right I see is, sorry it's yeah it's but yeah. Not look at what we previously yeah.
0: sorry um, I I think he is like a child going into t- tackle. <laughs> like play, players don't notice him it's just like he isn't there he's the most lightweight player I've ever seen for hearts and I remember Charlie right oh, I remember him who was the biggest lightweight I've ever seen. But I thought GMS was like... I think his passing was fine. I know it's, I know the comparison is Barry Mackay, which is like comparing me to Barry Mackay, right? But I, I would have given GMS the same rating as I would have given like Devlin as a base rating. But again, as I say, Devlin did get a 7 out of 10 from me. I would have given GMS like a 5 or a 6. I just thought he was fine. I think it's because we were very professional I disagree with Motherwell fans who were saying they were the better team I just disagree with that I think they had the better chances but I don't think they were the better team I think we were very dominant we weren't good in that first half I agree with what Robbie said where he was happy with the three points but disappointed with the performance overall yeah, I agree
1: with that I, f- I fully agree with that I wasn't I wasn't all that convinced And considering this was third meets fourth you know they're both going toe-to-toe-toe it's rate. embarrassing it that not- they
0: are the fourth best team in this league
1: I love how you say this now that Stevie's away.
0: But this is the thing, right? How We made them look, vi- especially in that second half, we made them look incredibly dull. We- they just didn't look like they were going to do anything. When the fuck is this Van Veen <laughs> that I keep hearing about, who's
1: this amazing cult hero oh, for them, ever well, going to turn up? Like Stevie says, you either get the budget or the bird camp. Like, he's
0: just... But I don't think you do. I- he just He's shite. And I think he just is good for a motherwell team who are shite.
1: Look, I, I was starting to think about this. Like, if you go through the Premiership, really, least even take. Oh, I was gonna say take Hibs, but I don't want to them off. No, don't do that. Yeah, don't so, do that. Uh, well, fuck it. I, no, I'm just, I'm just thinking like, every team, every team has a couple good players. That Dundee United team is nothing special, really. I think
0: Ross County are the fourth best team in this league.
1: <laughs> they've been in a false position all year.
0: Yeah, they've scored the same amount of goals as us. It's yeah, the only team... Yeah, Yeah. And
1: shh, to be fair, shh, shh, eight of those matter. were against Dundee. So... Yeah, right, but shh. It's
0: fine. It doesn't even matter. It's still a stat. <laughs> that, only the old firm and us have
1: scored more goals than it them. It is bonkers when you think about it.
0: And if they can shut up the defence, they'll get top six. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so in Dundee, you've miraculously overtaken Ross County we know yeah, who to play with. Exactly. Um, but Sibbit came on and he was fucking amazing he was he was I, I, and look he's I, so I, fast And I, that's, that was the thing for me I only remembered him as a midfield player See as a sweeper just mopping yeah. up and the amount of recovery runs that he made. This was the worry
0: I had. Oh my It was like how lightning Hal gets out and I was like, We don't have another sweeper because I just remember Sibic as this ball carrying yeah, centre mid. So die. I. And I was like, Shit, they're all ball players. We don't have anyone who can just clean up. Right. And then he arrives and put <laughs> in like one of the best defensive performances we've had all season.
1: He's massive, he's rapid, he's strong and he's here for three and a half years no he's not because he won't see that he's not but he's not he is but he's not yeah ridiculous Um and look I don't, I don't know I think Motherwell did have a couple chances to get back into the game Taylor Moore gets away with one for me in the lead up Taylor, Taylor Moore was
0: goal. the worst player on the day
1: awful Um gets away with it bad. because a shocking pass to Liam Boyce sees Motherwell intercept however your love child, his pressing is rewarded despite him not having a great game, as you put it. Um, breaks out of the ball after dispossessing Liam Shaw. It was, and then Liam Boyce starts behind him. Like I say, busts a gut to overlap. Devlin slips him in. Boyce squares for Sims. Great goal. I was just pleased to see us make the most of a counter attack because it, I still believe that we're the worst counter attacking team on the planet. As that GMS chance showed, there was another one where I literally said to the guy next to me. Any other team in world football scores that, but we—that <laughs> the one
0: where Boyce went ruined the keeper.
1: <laughs> yes, and yeah. and then would yeah yeah Boyce- and
0: then Woodburn was offside and we still somehow missed uh, yeah
1: up. yeah. I th- I, I want to say that there was another as well, but may- maybe that is the one I'm thinking of. But all in all, decent. I, I wanted to ask quickly before we get into previewing the derby. There was a chance where Andy Halliday's played. He slipped in and he's kind of body checked by Nathan McGinley in the box. Was that a oh, pen? It's you? a fucking stonewall penalty!
0: It's unbelievable!
1: No surprise, like, is it? We, ne- no we
0: surprise. nearly got through our game without speaking about officials. Uh, two things. First of all, I know I've just spent ages speaking about Toby Civic and how good he was, but I, for me, Ellis Simms was the man of the match. He was, yeah, he was. absolutely fantastic. I, do, I he, do
1: realize that I referenced that chance without actually asking you about Sims and his goal. So <laughs> it's like yeah. our striker has his chance. first full I've done home debut,
0: and you're just like, that nah, it doesn't matter." Um, I've not even so, gone round
1: the grounds. This is a shambles. Fuck yeah, it. Doesn't the whole matter. just gone to pot.
0: Who gives a shit? Ross County drew three all, and Hebs got beat. But we'll speak about that in a minute. So, Ellis Sims played 90 minutes for Everton on Monday night in an under-21s game, then played 45 minutes for us on Wednesday. Having signed
1: on the Wednesday.
0: Yep. Then played a full 90 against Motherwell on the
1: Saturday. With a couple training sessions under his belt.
0: What a machine that man is. But that running, Borthwick showcased it on his Twitter, the running he does to allow the defenders to completely focus on him and leave Boyce alone... Is incredible and you can't teach that. It is just like that's that's natural instinct.
1: That's what separates kind of your average Scottish Premiership striker to that tier yeah. above, really, isn't it?
0: And listen, first ga- first full debut, one goal. Like you can't ask for more than that, one really. One goal
1: and one start, fantastic. Yeah, you'll love to see. It. Hopefully, he's got one up his sleeve uh, down Leithway.
0: I oh, can. He can. On, he can if out. he does that and we get a result he, can, he doesn't need to score the rest of the season I do here. care
1: <laughs> then he could do then he can bust out the Paul McCallum impression um, yeah. look before we get chatting about the derby would be as well I mean you sort of touched on kind of going round the grounds there um, have I got I thought I had the
0: I know the scores because I know the scores I'll explain them right, go on so Ross County done, drew 3 all. No. Ross County drew 3 all with um Rangers Oh, two of the games were called minute. off I forgot about that yeah Aberdeen yeah. St
1: Johnston and Dundee St Mirren both fell victim to the weather great yes
0: Um. so yeah that was insane Alan McGregor just
1: having a laugh basically and Calvin Bassey yeah how have they not stumped up the cash for Souter yet
0: Robbie joked about that Baffling. Robbie was like I saw they continue three goals so I'm probably going to get a phone call tonight <laughs> which is quite, quite like that for the
1: gaffer to be fair that yeah
0: hour. Obviously, we beat Motherwell two 0 What was it? The United score?
1: They got beat one nil. Oh, they got like beat one nil. Celtic in the 90th corner. minute, a bad
0: a score. You just beat knew on, that. Beaton after... actually got sent uh, yeah. off. Yeah, uh,
1: uh, remarkably. <laughs> haven't haven't seen the the altercations yet. Must have been. I have. Know, career enders. They're soft. They're soft. Oh, there's a surprise. <laughs> so <laughs> the blatant handballs, he doesn't get punished for, but the soft challenges. Yeah. Undo- it's ridiculous. And, and like I said to a couple of folk around me, like it got to about. 80 85 minutes and you you just knew him. Yeah, it was always gonna happen.
0: And then we'll speak about it now in conjunction with the preview because Hibbs somehow in the most insane game that I what the highlights are incredible. I've lose not yet three checked two. it out. I can't oh wait. honest to God. I don't know what Matt Macy's doing at the first. I saw that and then <laughs> what the defence are doing for the other two. I have no idea. Oh. Which by the way, what he raised this point. Let's speak about the Hibs game now, because obviously playing herbs on Tuesday go for it Leanne Crichton was very condemning of Sean Maloney's post-match interview because mean. Sean Maloney said that he was very disappointed at the fact that they lost two goals from set pieces and he was thinking we were he was like we were the better team overall we should have won that and it's very disappointing from our perspective that they conceded goals go from set pieces and it comes back to Leanne Crichton and she was like, I think that's very disrespectful to Livingston, who were by far the better team. Livingston had 19 shots at Easter Road. And she made the point that Cadden's freak goal, that doesn't happen in any other game of football. So she was like, so they should have been beaten 3 1. Never mind 3 2. She was like, they shouldn't have been in the game at all. Adam, I'm worried. I'm scared and I'm worried.
1: I get what you mean uh, dad seems adamant that a Celtic hearts double is where your money's at and I'd probably chuck in United as well my dad's insanely
0: confident and all what's happening why are the dads really confident and we're shitting ourselves
1: I I wouldn't say I'm shitting myself I I am I probably feel more confident going to Easter Road than I have previously I'm more nervous
0: after the weekend's results. But
1: put it this way, I was more confident of us getting a result against both Rangers and Celtic in our last two meetings at Tiny and look how they both turned out. So I'm not going to say a thing. I'll probably chuck down a draw from my preview and keep neutral. Um, and fingers crossed, Hearts can uh, can do what we've done or what we've made a habit of doing in recent times and nicking all three points down there.
0: Not with me. Not with me in attendance, so thankfully I'm not in attendance for Tuesday night.
1: (laughs) Stick your money on it, 11 to 5 (laughs) I saw, great price. (laughs) I
0: have the worst record in recent years. I was at every one of the Easter Road losses from 2016 to 2019, or 18, whenever it was. That run that was eventually broken by the Ollie Lee Derby, I went to every dropped points game. Which was my first time at Easter Road. Fuck you. Worst I've seen is a one-all draw. Right, the worst I've seen is one of the worst results in our history, where we got beaten the replay. Then we travelled there the next Money season spinner. and got beat again. Ex- Aye, ah, exactly. No, the, the worst
1: was the three-one, surely. With with Grant Holt scoring and Andrew Shinney I think.
0: I think I was it. Was that where it is? My missed a penalty and yes. with the rebound.
1: Yeah,
0: I think I was there for that as well. <laughs> yeah, like, I think I was there for All Ollie, and then Ollie Lee's boot. Saved me. And then I was at the last Easter Road game and we were 3-1 on and we were amazing. How good was that?
1: Honestly, but, this is the fixture at this particular venue that I have been craving the most. Well,
0: this defines our season, I think, because if we win it, we go, obviously depending on the Motherwell 15 result. points
1: clear of Hibs anyway.
0: 15 points clear of Hibs as a basis and potentially 13 points clear
1: in third because Stevie said they travelled to Paisley to take on St Mirren.
0: St Mirren, which I can see St Mirren getting a re- getting a result. I'm not saying I can see St Mirren winning, but Definitely. I can see St Mirren particularly having not played at the weekend.
1: They'll yeah, actually be fresher. Yeah, I could see that. I'm just having a look at the other fixtures, just for those that are interested. Obviously, the Dundee derby, like I say, it was, is it Dens? Uh, our trip to Easter Road. Livingston hosts St Johnston. I'll tell you what, Saints could <laughs> oh be in God. deep doo doo if they lose that. Yeah. Uh, Ross County Aberdeen. Uh, and like Stevie said uh, the Steelmen travel to Paisley to take on St Mirren couple interesting clashes alongside the derbies there and it's going to be a great midweek and obviously then the old firm one on Wednesday oh. what team would you play that's what I was going to come to next so I'm glad you said Gorn and goal back three of Kingsley oh god it's Suter back in time this is the concern I hope so I hope so because if he is then I'm probably going Civic in the middle with Souter Cochran oh, but Halliday was brilliant at the weekend The chuck Halliday in Easter Road I he's, think he's been good in the derbies
0: Huzzy, is that a oh, thing he was,
1: he was good in the derby at Hamden I thought
0: I thought it was alright I, I thought it was fine I think we were very reliant on Haring and Naismith in that derby they were definitely yeah. the two standouts. Yeah, that's true. I'd So
1: you're chucking Cochrane in, in that no, I'd, I'd the, play play that no, I'd add would play Howdy that against Celtic. No, I'd play Halliday. See, that's what. See, why, why question it and then question what? Because I, I don't think those. he's <laughs> because
0: I don't think he's done well in the no, derbies. No I think the justification. Now
1: I'm concerned. What yeah. are you doing to me? <laughs> I don't
0: think the justification for it is the derbies. I think the justification of it is that this he's is been one of our form. better players in the last three games.
1: Okay. Atkinson, they'll have to play right wing back because it looks yeah, like obviously Smith's still out. out. Midfield, this is the thing because I'm worried that my midfield's too negative. But I'm going to put a caveat. I'd go Benny and Haring, and I'd have Devlin as the foref- at the forefront of those two, primarily because. If we're under the cosh, right, and his press comes from the front, anything gets past him, then they've got Benny and Haring. I have no but problems that with that. that might be a little bit too negative. I don't, no, I, I, have, don't know.
0: I don't have any problems with that. But who are you playing ahead of them? And
1: then Mackay supporting Boyce, maybe? So you drop Sims? I don't know, mate. I don't, oh, I don't know. But then... Do you know I what I'd go? I'd go Benny and Devlin, Mackay supporting Boyce and Sims. That is exactly what I'd play as well. Yeah.
0: I feel bad for Haring, so but I. I think Haring is an amazing sub to bring on the, like, the hour mark. Oh, in the, the, of the latter
1: stages, seeing out, seeing out the time. Yeah. definitely. 100%. Oh, God. <laughs> I I hate it. I, lo- I simultaneously love and hate Darby Day. Now, I, love I hate it up until on Darby Day and thinking, no. yes, I can't wait to get fired into this mob. This is going to be brilliant. But equally... It's not nice until it's over. Yeah. And only if we haven't got beat. Yep. That's the only time I enjoy it. You breathe a massive sigh of relief and you're like, thank God that is finished. When's the next one? Not even interested. What's your score prediction? Oh, God. 1 0 hearts. Yeah it's gonna be minging because like like Stevie said if there's gonna be a goal that'd be a miracle for one and I'm going yeah I've got to back us don't tell me you're not (laughs) you're not are you
0: I'm going one all
1: that's about as optimistic as you'll be so I'll I'll take that yeah
0: I I will be very surprised in order for us to lose Hibs would have to be on the have their best performance and we'd have to be massively off it I think I think unless they do that stupid thing where it's like 89th minute and they fall over and it goes in like the, one of this, them
1: this is what I wanted to ask you because I saw combined 11s floating about on Twitter and I'm not a big advocate of combined 11s but nah. are there any hips players that get in our team? no
0: not a single one and it, it would have been Boyle yeah, it would have been Boyle, but he's gone now. I wouldn't have so, anybody so else.
1: Surely, surely we've got to be optimistic. Yeah, on
0: paper we should be comfortably <laughs> winning this. But football's
1: played on grass.
0: But it's a derby where form
1: goes at the window. Anything can happen. To be fair, we've seen we've seen worse Hibs teams beat us. We were fucking
0: bottom of the week last time we went there and battered them. Yeah. They were third.
1: Oh god! Oh, this is minging
0: right well let's just quickly touch on Rangers I don't give a fuck about this game I don't care if we win on Tuesday we could be, get beat 9-0 at Ibrox I don't care
1: I'm working Sunday afternoon I'm just gonna I'm not even gonna bother listening to sports sound I don't think I'll just forget that it's on forget what's your prediction
0: fuck teams because it'll probably be, we, the team kind of picks itself
1: at Ibrox do you know what the annoying thing is in recent games they've not even been all that convincing nah but they'll still probably turn it on for us yeah I was going to say threes or fours but I'll just say Rangers two hearts nil I three nil Rangers I we're going to bad
0: but all that matters is a derby exactly. just win the derby
1: win this game please Robbie come on I was singing your praises I was going to go back to battering you after that Celtic performance but now oh, come on just pull one out the bag please it would be brilliant I've missed this is what I was going to say This has literally got me through lockdown, the championship season. Everything for me is riding on Tuesday night. I beg, do not lose. Please. A draw is not a disaster. A win would be fantastic. Come on, hearts. Please. This this is the one. Come on. Well...
0: You've heard our thoughts. As we say, we're recording this on Sunday. So additionally, if any other transfer business gets done between now and release, sorry, we'll speak about it next week. But we blame Joe couldn't. Savage
1: that he's kept under wraps. Yeah. Barry Anderson would have had about 10 articles out by now. but Exactly.
0: But there's no much we can do. However, massive thank you for listening to the episode. We're a bit nervous, but I think you'll all oh. understand why. If you have enjoyed and you've been listening on a podcast platform, please leave a review on that platform, it massively, massively helps us. Also, if you're listening to this on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment. We've really been seeing an increase in both likes and comments in recent weeks. It's much, much appreciated, so thank you so much. We are at Perth to Paisley on all forms of social media. Give us a follow in there if you want to get involved with that. We've also got an email, perth to paisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over anything there as well. Adam. Where can you get you on social media?
1: They can get me on all the socials at Adam T. Kendall and what about yourself, mate? I am at
0: dmachiver22. We will be back next week in our usual time. So it'll be a bit longer to discuss all the Derby results, all the transfer deadline part, and the Rangers game before previewing all the other games that we've got. It's going to be a big one next week. Please just win in the Derby hearts. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Kill the Faith, COME ON THE HOUSE!